As we draw season seven of the Full Circle podcast, finding your way home to a close, I first of all want to say a huge thank you to all of my guests for sharing their stories with me, for their openness about their challenges, setbacks, but also for their inspiration and tips on what they have learned and how they have traveled to get to where they are today. And I also want to say a huge thank you for you too, for listening, for your feedback and amazing comments as we have gone through this season together. I hope you can continue to reflect and adapt the tools and techniques to your own situations so that you too can overcome any of your hurdles or barriers to success. I always learn so much from each person I talk to and I always find that regardless of where you are or even where I am in my life, someone else's story always has a golden nugget for me to take away to reflect upon further. So I thought I would share my learnings from each conversation and use this last episode as a reflective space for us all. I would love you to continue to share your reflections with me, my guests and our listeners. And you can do this by posting your comments on our YouTube page, Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn. Coming on a podcast and having a deep and meaningful conversation for everyone to hear is not always easy to do. And even though my guests have invested in their own development and personal growth, to know that they have helped at least one person, you, in any way will make a big difference to them and the story they've shared. So please share your learnings, give feedback, and let's connect compassionately and keep the conversations going. So here are my reflections on this season and my takeaways from each of the conversations I've had. In my conversation with Anne-Louise Harbert, she shared about how she paid attention when her calling came to be an intuitive coach and how the universe was channeling messages for her to share with other people. It took her a while to really understand how she could use her gifts and talents to help and support others. What struck me was that when she realized she was lost, she didn't run away and hide. She decided to dig in, dig deep and set about finding who she was and carving out the career she does now. Now I know what that journey looks like and it ain't pretty at times, but I have to admire the strength and conviction it took for Anne-Louise to really own who she is and then have the courage to share it with the world. The standout for me was how Anne-Louise talked about the nudges we all get from the universe. And I know we all have those nudges, but many of us don't see them, feel them, and give them the attention they need. So that's my takeaway, is don't ignore the nudges, as they're there to guide us and to help us get closer to our true path so we can live our life in our greatest potential and with purpose. When I sat down to talk with Angela Wilkins-Green, I found the conversation really interesting, but also quite upsetting. As a woman myself, I'm going through the menopause. I've managed it on my own, and sometimes that's been good. And sometimes it's not been so good. In a sense that I've been fumbling around in the dark and trying to find the light switch. There is so much I don't know. And what surprises me about me is that I read a lot and research a lot, but I've not done any research into what has been happening in my body while going through menopause. And I find that mind-blowing. And sometimes I'm sure many others 
have done or are doing the same thing as me. Now, Angela shed light on how important it is to share what's going on, whether that's at work with your colleagues, with your partner, with your family and with your friends, instead of shying away and being frightened or even embarrassed or conscious of what people will think of you. I love how Angela is committing herself to supporting women to bring awareness and education so that people can have the right support. And for those women who are experiencing any of those symptoms of menopause. So my learning is simple. Don't hide away. Don't be ashamed. And remember, remember ladies, there is nothing wrong with you. So don't question yourself. Instead, do the research, reach out to someone like Angela who is skilled and who can educate you on what is right for you. My conversation with Julia Harrig was fantastic. Julia oozes confidence and self-belief. And you can see how passionate she is about communication and the importance of using your own voice. What struck me about this conversation is how all of us, whether we are a leader in an organization, we are taking our own personal leadership journey and taking control over our own life, we all have the opportunity to communicate better with ourselves. And it all starts with self-awareness, understanding our values and figuring out how we want to express ourselves. I got quite excited when we spoke about the socialized mind versus the self-authoring mind. And it was a lovely reminder that at any point we can always turn over the page and start to author a new chapter in our lives. My takeaway is simple. And that is what Julia shared. Start with self-awareness. Start with looking within first. Build your knowledge about yourself. Build your awareness about yourself and give yourself permission to speak authentically using your own voice with intention. Then amplify it. I encourage you to get to know your voice, befriend it, and then start to use it to express and honor who you really are. Amplification after that will come easy. In my conversation with Megan Cooper, she reminded me of the importance of truly listening to your deep sense of knowing, the voice that lies deep within each and every one of us. Megan had a very successful career in the art insurance arena, traveling the world, partying, enjoying most probably too many of the good temptations in life that come with a lot of partying and having the career she did. But in all of that, she knew deep down that she wanted to move away and teach yoga. Something was telling her to take a different path and something was missing in her life. So she trained as a yoga teacher, moved to Australia, followed by Bali, and then back to Brighton in the UK, where she really has come back home to her true self. Along that journey, she became very ill with PCO. After the doctors and consultants suggested she balance her hormones by the use of taking the pill, and knowing that would not really heal her body, she decided to take matters into her own hands. I've got this, were her exact words. She truly listened to herself and what her body needed, and she self-healed. She absolutely renewed her body from the inside out. She did that through nutrition, exercise, yoga, breath work, and through healing practices. And this then led her to become an EFT practitioner, where she's grown a very successful coaching business to, to support others heal themselves. My takeaway from this conversations are really quite straightforward. Pay attention, trust yourself, and believe that you can heal yourself. 
No one else can do that for us. But remember, there are many tools, many techniques, and many practitioners out there that can hold the space for you and teach you how to do this. So if you feel that's what you need, you need this to heal, whether that's from the past lifestyles that you've had, past conditioning or any trauma, big T or little t trauma, you can find the way to do this for yourself. All you need to do is trust and believe you've got this, just like Megan did. When I chatted with Trudy Taylor, she shared openly and honestly about her own childhood trauma of not being listened to and how that impacted her behaviour and made her feel misunderstood and lost. Yet her career today, and has always been, is about listening, listening to others. We explored the importance of doing the inner work that needs to be done so you realise that you are worthy, you are capable, and you can create a life where you feel whole. What struck me most about Trudy and the conversation, and it was the same for me, and I'm sure for many others, is how we dumb things down, because we've learned to cope as children so that when we do have big life events, major life events, big achievements of overcoming obstacles, we tend to ignore and we dumb those moments down. And that was my biggest takeaway from this conversation. It was a reminder to remember, to acknowledge yourself, to say what you're proud of and why, to own it and to say it out loud. So many of us don't do this and I believe this is a very important step in your own growth and development and it will, for many of you, get you stepping closer to coming home to your true self. In my conversation with Jenna Lee, she reminded me that no matter what generation we belong to, we all have the same experiences as teenagers, not belonging, not fitting in, changing ourselves to be liked and pretending that we're someone else all in aid to fit in. She shared similar experiences to me and it struck me that more work and awareness needs to be raised in the area to help teenagers find out who they are earlier on in their life, to provide them with a platform to learn how to belong within themselves. Belonging can't come from outside of yourself. It can only come from knowing who you are. But to do that, you need to let go of the anger, stop blaming others and take ownership for your own behavior. And this is what I found interesting. When Jenna Lee realized, when she realized this, she started to change her view and outlook on the world. She started to find true friendships and meaningful relationships where they accepted her for who she really was. This is available to all of us if you choose to allow people to see you for who you really are and drop the pretense. Life isn't about playing a fictional character in a movie. It is your life. So show up real, vulnerable, and don't be surprised one morning when you realize that people in your life love you for just being you. When I chatted with Jen Shenton, well, what can I say? She shared so much about her passions of rituals and ceremonies and how she uses these for herself, with her clients and her corp and the corporate world. Kat has had a really varied career and through COVID, she gave herself permission to be even more curious, to learn new things, shamanic drumming, to cacao ceremonies. And Kat has curated a daily ritual that has made a big difference to her life and is passionate about helping others do the same. The key takeaway for me was simply, if it feels good, keep doing it. But if it doesn't, try something different. I do believe that having a daily ritual, something you like doing 
every day will make a huge difference to how you start and finish your day. It will also raise your vibration, open your heart and give a daily practice to you that is life enhancing and also life supporting. So if you don't have one, please create one for yourself because as Kat said, it will ground you and it will give you the opportunity to get to know yourself more. In my conversation with Carl, his energy, enthusiasm and overall zest for life was contagious. Having spent most of his life being a performer, he has transitioned into being a peak performance coach where he helps his clients show up fully for themselves as themselves. Now, Carl gave three really great tips at the end of our conversation, which I'm absolutely taking away for myself and I would encourage you to do the same. But my biggest takeaway is to understand how you feel when you are in flow and what happens to you when you're in this state of being. Remember in life, you don't need to swim upstream against the current. When you let yourself go, just be yourself and listen deeply to what your soul is telling you. You can live a life in flow with ease and grace. So that's a wrap for season seven. And I cannot wait to bring you more transformational conversations later in the year. I want you to know that I see you, I hear you, and I honor you. And I can't wait to see you in season eight.